This is the Retirement Solution Podcast with financial advisor John Hicks, founder of J. Hagen Capital. And I'm Heather Branch here with John asking him for his ideas on ways you can better prepare for your financial future. RetirementSolutionRadio.com is where you can go to begin the conversation with John and his team at J. Hagen Capital. We also have links posted in the show notes, so you can just click there as well. Or again, find us anytime at RetirementSolutionRadio.com. All right, we're going to clear the table here because I feel like I'm about to unleash the beast on something. Uh Unleash the Kraken. I I have known you long enough. I feel like I'm like, ooh, I'm just going to say this thing and I'm just going to touch that nerve on John Uh Hicks and I'm going to let him fly. I'm going to let him soar, bird. Let me deal with this on my my road trip to Cincinnati. Uh Fume a little bit in the car. Uh, A new study from Morningstar looked at the performance... Of and here's the nerve touch. Look at the performance of target date funds. Yeah, I bet they did. Uh huh. Over the last 15 years, uh-huh. and their conclusion is this: if target date funds had never been invented, and Vanguard and Fidelity, who you constantly talk about, the benefits uh-huh. of that, and Vanguard and Fidelity had placed that money in a balanced fund, investors would be significantly wealthier today of course they would none of this shocks you i've been saying this for uh, what almost a decade Mm -hmm. ever since the advent of target date funds i have been screaming that with this megaphone called the the terrestrial radio but now you have a morning star backing you up sir there you go (laughs) take this one to the bank (laughs) so much truth to this now amazingly enough i know that many of you that that, that saw our uh, some of our social media podcasts and heard the show the last couple weeks Remember that I interviewed Roger Ibbotson, the professor mm-hmm. at Yale. Mm-hmm. Amazingly, what was that little company that uh, that he started, and what did it become? Uh, Morningstar. Uh-huh. And who did this research? Uh, Morningstar. Morningstar. And do I have a lot of reverence for Professor Ibbotson? Yes, I do. Uh-huh. And what did they conclude? The same thing I've been preaching for a decade, which is target date funds. Now, what does that mean? Those funds that say Vanguard target 2025, 2020, 2030, Fidelity target date. 2045, whatever it is, those are trash. Let me point out a couple of things. For those of you who did not hear the podcast with Professor Erbertson, that episode is posted on our podcast, which you can find by searching The Retirement Solution on Apple Podcasts and Spotify or go to retirementsolutionradio.com, click on the media tab, and you can listen that way as well. Second thing I wanted to bring up is the idea of target date funds and clarifying, because I feel as many of us as we have 401ks, they might be full of target date funds. We have no idea what exactly we're working with here. And essentially, when you say a target date fund of 2025, 2030, that is a fund that is assuming we're going to retire that year. If we have a target date fund that says 2030, that fund is acting like we are retiring in the year 2030, right? Am I understanding that correctly? It's pretty close. The objective is, is the longer the date is away from you, the more aggressive it is. Okay. And the more it is close, like 2020 is already behind us, right? Right. Right. But those those funds still are out there, but that means that you may have already been retired for a couple years. Okay. And it's much more conservative, right? Got it, right? got it, yep. So the, the issue is there's nothing wrong with having an aggressive portfolio when you're younger mm-hmm. and having a more conservative portfolio when you're older. There's nothing in the wrong in the world wrong with that. As a matter right. of fact, we advocate that. That is very wise. The problem is how these products are designed and marketed. Yep. And I find them to be deplorable. Okay, but why? Why are they so bad? Why don't they work? Simple. Dilution. 
So when you think about it, if they start spreading uh, money among 18 other different funds, and, and, and listen, I, I do not ever feel bad that a company wants to try to make money, right? right. If you get a Fidelity target date fund, it probably owns 23 of Fidelity's other funds, and they want to equally split it between all those fund managers so they can make everybody happy. But the truth of it is, half of those funds stink. They're never going to be good. It's just how it is. Okay. So the easy reason they don't work is dilution. You're taking way too many small pieces of your puzzle, and you're basically eliminating the opportunity for them to grow. In my opinion, one of the biggest issues of the past decade has been they have way too much international funds hmm. in those target date funds. Okay. Whether you are a conservative investor or an aggressive investor, they had some portion of international funds in every one of those. And you may have said, well, John, I had no idea it was invested internationally. That doesn't sound like a good deal to me right. because the U.S. has been a lot better over the past decade than the rest of the world. I'm shaking my head right now. I 100% agree. Mm -hmm. You're exactly right. And had we we just simply abided by, hey, U.S. equities and U.S. fixed income, you would have done better. Dilution, Heather, is the biggest thing in fee involvement. So the amazing thing is, and these are the two biggest things, number one, dilution, number two, fees. Mm -hmm. So every one of those individual Fidelity funds or Vanguard funds, and, and let's be real, Vanguard's pretty inexpensive right. overall. I mean, that's just how it is. But when you have every one of those funds that have a fee, and then you're putting it in a target date fund, and that has a different fee, we're adding fee layer on top of fee layer. Mm -hmm. And so whether it's with Fidelity or Vanguard or T. Rowe Price or Charles Schwab or take your pick on any of these other buffoons out there, what they've done is they've created a marketing mechanism for them to pull money in and always say, well, this is what everyone says to do. I think it's bunk and I think it costs us a fortune. We can do better, but we have to know better on what to do first. Let's do the numbers. I actually saw this study okay. and this absolutely makes me enraged mm -hmm. because I've been saying it forever and yet so many of you come in and you want a second opinion from us or you want to find out what we think about your stuff. Mm -hmm. And I look over in your 401k and it's not bad, but 80% of what you have access to are target date funds. Yep. And we're going to break it down on what you can do instead of that. Okay. But the whole point is these target date funds, what they found is when they go back this 15-year uh, period that they studied this, mm -hmm. if you had started off with a hundred grand you would have missed out on $53,000 of extra money if you'd just been in a balanced fund as opposed to a target date fund. Now, I want you to think about it for a second. That is 50% of your starting amount. 50% of your starting amount, you have less because of these stupid things. And it blows my mind. And yet they keep hawking them. They keep marketing them like they're great. They're not. You know how you create. And by the way, if you had put your money in a balanced fund, mm -hmm. I will bet you money it would be worse than if you just had 50% of your money in quality stocks and 50% of your money in fixed income that can't lose when interest rates rise. Hmm. Period. Hmm. Period. I will bet you one thing. I will bet you that. So if you think about it, target date funds are in efficient. Okay. They're completely inefficient. And most of them are done as mutual funds, which means you could also have phantom income taxes on the inside of that mutual fund. What? John, what are you talking about? That's crazy. What I'm saying is, is that if you own these target date funds in yeah. a taxable account, you could actually have a, like in 2022, you probably lost money in those things. Right. You could actually still get a tax bill from the government because it has phantom income taxes inside of those stupid things. On the other hand, if you owned a quality exchange traded fund for, let's say the U.S. stock market, take mm -hmm. whatever you want. 
S&P 500, NASDAQ, Dow Jones, whatever you're comfortable with on one side of the portfolio. And on the other side of the portfolio, hey, let's don't try to be uh, superheroes. Just put it in a money market earning five and a half. I bet you will beat every balanced fund and target date fund in that risk parameter. I would be willing to bet money. Hmm. Now, this is an ongoing exercise. Yeah. I, I'd suggest you don't do that experiment. What I'd suggest is you actually call a fiduciary and let me show you the math on how you can almost always do better than those packaged products. And it's simple, Heather. They are absolutely meant to be the Ron Popeil Showtime Rotisserie Oven of Investing. It slices, it dices, it julienne fries, mm -hmm. it does everything, ding, 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 but wait, there's more. It sucks. That's the, that's the, and there's more part of this conversation. Hmm. There, uh, frankly, I, I, back in the day, I had a Ron Popeil Showtime rotisserie oven and it was awesome. Yeah. I mean, it was, the chicken was delicious. I it was you're great. The first person I've ever known oh my to gosh. have actually had uh, one. Please go on. I've sir. been ahead of my time forever. <laughs> forever. No, but here's the problem. Yeah. But then you go to Sam's Club or you go to Costco and they get their rotisserie chicken for $4.99. So good. So, so it does, started. so there is no need. That's right. For me to take that same chicken I paid the exact same amount of money for Uncooked. and cook it on my own. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I'm sure I got rid of it at a yard sale over the last 10 years. But the crazy thing is, is at least that thing worked. Yeah. And target date funds, from what I can tell, do nothing but erode your buying power. They erode your earnings power and they do nothing more than confuse us. It is so much better to have a well orchestrated and simple portfolio. Your risk based side should own whatever you're comfortable with your risk tolerance. Should you own United States stocks? Okay. Own the good ones. Don't own the trashy ones, own the ones that have positive momentum that we expect to grow over time. What are these companies? Microsoft, Amazon, NVIDIA, all these good quality companies. And it's not just one, and it's not specifically those, mm -hmm. but companies that are revolutionizing and evolving and changing things. We want to own those. And on the safe side, take advantage of the better interest rates. We do not have to lock our money up forever. We don't have to buy a packaged product. We can get between 6 and 10% with zero risk and zero interest rate involvement. We don't have to worry about if rates go up or down with the majority of these things. We can still earn six to 10% on that money with complete safety. Now, if we did that, you know, with a balanced portfolio, 50, 50 or 60, 40, see 70, 30, we can do whatever we want guys. If we do that, my guess is we will do better than not only your neighbors, but we will wipe the floor with these target date funds from Fidelity and Vanguard and the big guys. No question. Helping you understand what opportunities you have within your plan is what John and the entire team at J. Hagen Capital are here to help you figure out. You can find us at retirementsolutionradio.com. We also have links posted in the show notes. so You can just click there as well. Or again, visit us anytime at retirementsolutionradio.com. Thanks for listening to the Retirement Solution Podcast with John Hicks. Begin the conversation about your savings plan with John and the team at J. Hagen Capital by visiting RetirementSolutionRadio.com. Be sure to listen to John's radio show, The Retirement Solution, Saturdays at 8 a.m. and Sundays at 9 a.m. on News Radio 840 WHAS. 
Hagen Capital Inc. is not licensed in all 50 states. To find out if J. Hagen Capital Inc. is licensed in your state, please call 502-690-5635. J. Hagen Capital Inc. is not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. It does not provide legal or tax advice. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Jonathan Hicks. Insurance license number 548962.